This is episode 74 with Karen Ramos and Adriana Garcia. Welcome to Wild Ideas Worth Living, an adventure podcast presented by REI Co-op, the brand who helps get you outside through gear, classes, and adventures. We talk to experts who have taken a wild idea and made it a reality so you can too. From people who have climbed the tallest peaks, started thriving businesses, and even broken records, some of the wildest ideas can lead to the most rewarding adventures. I'm your host, Shelby Stanger, and I hope you enjoy this show. Diversity in the outdoors, it's a topic that's been hitting the media more, which is why we're featuring these two females opening up the discussion in their communities. Karen Ramos is 25 and the founder of Get Out, Stay Out. They take immigrant kids and now teens and introduce them to the outdoors along the central coast of California. Karen is the daughter of migrant workers turned entrepreneurs. Adriana Garcia is 30. She grew up Mormon, half Mexican, and in the South. Adriana recently left her accounting job to found Latinx hikers with her friend Luce Lutima. It's become a platform that's showcasing more people of color doing things outside, especially in the Southeast where they live. I interviewed these ladies separately about their own history, some of their most memorable experiences in the outdoors, and how they're trying to change the landscape of who plays outside. It's a story of resilience, courage, and it's pretty real. If anything, it might make you want to go outside and include more people in your journey. We're starting with Karen Ramos, founder of Get Out, Stay Out. Karen, let's just start with your Instagram handle, Nature Chola. It just gives me this vision of this badass Mexican chick who loves the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, so Nature Chola kind of came to be as, as a joke. That's how it started. I was climbing with one of my friends, and I remember I was wearing this bandana. He's like, oh, you're so chola out right now. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a climbing chola. And I remember hashtagging it and then clicking the hashtag and nothing popped up. My picture was the only one. And it was kind of like reclaiming that word in a way because it had always been associated with this like negative connotation of, oh, that chola. Or it, it just, at least in my community, the word chola and cholo had always been synonymous with like people that were in gangs and tattooed up. So... When <laughs> when I thought there was no other pictures for that hashtag, I'm like, I'm going to take that. Why can't those two things exi exist together? Why can't a chola or a cholo be in the outdoors? And in a way, it was like super empowering to be able to just snag that up. It's awesome. And it seems really representative of so many things you've done in your life. So tell me a little bit about where you're from. Both of my parents originally are from a state in Mexico called Oaxaca. Yeah. And Oaxaca is a very unique place in Mexico in that it has the largest, most diverse population of indigenous people in Mexico. Something like 60% of Oaxaca is indigenous or still identifies as indigenous. And so both of my parents are from the Mixtecan region because in Oaxaca we don't have tribal affiliations, we have regional affiliations. And when you trace that back, 
my dad belongs to the people of the trees and my mom belongs to the people of the clouds. It's really romantic. That sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And they came to the United States back in the 70s, late 70s, I believe, and started working in agriculture, picking strawberries and grapes. And along came my sister and I. That's where I traced back my cultural roots to. After years of working in agriculture, your parents worked to start their own businesses and they definitely passed that spirit on to you. I'd say you definitely caught that entrepreneurial bug. You're 25. You started this organization. So tell me a little bit about why you started it. I had all these great opportunities when I was younger to be outside in a formal sense and go through like backpacking courses and uh, be able to canoe It was just an amazing experience. But I always noticed that my instructors throughout all those experiences never quite reflected who I was and who the culture that I identified with. So years and years later, right, I go to college and I'm having this like breakdown through college and I ended up flunking out and tail between my legs. I moved back home. I just started working a job and I started working in education. And I remember I had just rain in California, which is rare. <laughs> and so everything was super green. And I, I went out hiking and I thought about how much I love my community and the kids that I was working with and how much I love the outdoors. Mm. And I was trying to figure out how I would connect those two. And I didn't know how yet, but I knew that I loved both of them so much and they both meant a lot to me. And one day I was just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take some kids out. How hard can it be? So I, I went home and found some um, permission slips online and printed those out. And the next day I show up and uh, see a couple of the parents that pick up their kids that I worked with. And I just asked them, hey, can I take your kids out caminando? Because there's not really like a word for hiking in Spanish that is short and precise like hiking is in English. So I was just like, we're going to go walking out, you know, in the fields. And they're like, uh, and I was super scared that they were going to say no. But all of them said, yeah, sure. Go come pick them up tomorrow. And I'm like, awesome. So I had permission now. And we go on this local hike uh, here in town. And it was so much fun. And the kids were laughing and running. And I got to see the side of them that I didn't see in the classroom. And a lot of them were just they were just so happy and I got these great pictures and I posted them online and then I had all these questions come through of like what is this new organization what is this and they didn't have any answers I was like I'm just taking kids out because I I believe that kids can learn so much from being outdoors so a lot of the kids you serve are first generation in the U.S. so tell me a little bit about who these kids you serve are So the demographic that we specifically focus on is a lot of Latino immigrant children and youth. And personally, that's what I feel comfortable working with because that's what I know and identify with. And so as it it has made it really easy to be able to teach in a culturally sensitive way. Do you have any stories of kids experiencing the outdoors for the first time? Like I know from working with Outdoor Outreach, taking kids to the beach for the first time is always an incredible experience. The stoke on their faces is just unreal. 
it, I remember we did a beach cleanup and we decided we we're going to clean up first and then we we're going to let them dip their feet into the water. <laughs> and before we knew it, we like turned our backs for one second. We have all of our kids just in full jeans and everything, just splashing each other and playing and just watching the way the way the waves come in. And it was amazing. And I got to say, my my favorite memory has got to be of um, a little girl. I'm going to just call her I for privacy reasons. But I is so quiet inside a classroom. And a lot of the teachers that I had worked with had trouble. They felt like they couldn't get through to her. Like they anything they said would go in one ear and out the other. But seeing her in the outdoors, she is a completely different person. She is tough. She wants to race everyone. It makes all this like paperwork and legal stuff worth it because you get to see somebody really grow in the cheesiest way possible. Whatever. <laughs> That's life. That's like the beauty yeah. of it. The cheesiness is like the best yeah. parts of life. You know, I'm curious, how old are these kids? They sound like they're young, like elementary school to junior high school, I'm guessing. Yeah. So we started off... My idea was that we're only going to do elementary age kids because uh, they're like, it's like a fan club <laughs> and they're so excited and they're, and they're they not going to talk, talk back. back. To you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and most recently, this past year, we started working with our first high schoolers. Awesome. And I am eating my own words because high schoolers are the coolest kids ever. I am so inspired by our youth and their commitment and the work that they're willing to put in to see things happen. Uh, it's amazing. So I now can't say that we're only working with elementary. We're working with kids starting as young as five years old and going as old as 18. Oh, that is epic. So tell me about your experience in the outdoors. I want to say that I started in the outdoors or being raised by the outdoors since I was pretty young, but it was never in this traditional sense of, oh, we're gonna go backpacking, or oh, we're going camping. It was my parents, I like to call them the like OG dirt bags before the Instagram, <laughs> before the sprinter vans, like they were doing it. Like I said, they used to work following the crops. And during winter, there's not a lot of crops being produced. So they would pack up our car and <laughs> we would start road tripping. It was me, my sister, my dad and my mom down the coast of Mexico. And by the time I was six, I remember having done that trip multiple times. We would sleep out on the beach. My parents would lay out a blanket. And I remember looking up at the stars and it just being super warm. And I have these like great memories of being outdoors. And I didn't recognize them as being like outdoorsy until now. Because the narrative of like what an outdoors person is had always been at least ingrained in my mind that you had to have you know, the structure to it. And it had to be this way or else it wasn't valid. And you had to have all the gear. But now that I think of it, I grew up in the outdoors. You make a really good point that adventure can be all of these things without it having to look a certain way. So tell me how you're trying to change the view of adventure because you're doing it. You're taking kids to the outdoors, but you also have this epic Instagram account, Nature Chola. <laughs> 
I think that's really important to be able to use your platforms, whatever they may be, whether they're Instagram or Facebook or just talking to people. And if this is something you're passionate about, like it is for me, just changing that narrative so that we're not stuck in this bubble and in this box that this is the only way to do it. Because I think that really invalidates a lot of the work that other people have been putting in. Like my parents, they didn't know it at the time, but nonetheless, it took bravery for them to pack up our car and go off traveling for a month or two months. And so when Nature Troll Lab really started taking off, I saw that I had this influence and people would send me messages and say, hey, my parents are from Oaxaca and I did this too. And I, I never thought of it as, as that. But now that you say it, it, it can be that. And that's super cool to see so many voices being coming out and really uplifting this unconventional outdoor experience. So today, kind of what what does this nonprofit that you're starting look like? We are, we'll be celebrating our one year in a couple days and also launching a campaign to get more gear. What we have planned for the future is to eventually be able to open up a gear library mm. for our community, the Northern Santa Barbara County, because there's nothing like like that anywhere around. Uh, we don't have an REI store in Santa Maria and we have a population of over 100,000 people. And so a lot of the barriers with accessibility to the outdoors have to do with information and what is needed. And if we can help minimize those, then I feel like we're going to be doing our part to get more people outdoors and help them find their own <laughs> their own adventures. So you're 25, you're young, and you went for it. Any advice to others who really want to get other people in the outdoors, or maybe they just want to get into the outdoors more, and they don't look like the standard outdoors men or the outdoors woman? I think that when you first start, you really have to identify what it is you want to do and stay true to that. Because I, I feel like I dabbled so much with trying to be somebody else, especially in my younger 20s. I just, I was trying to be something that didn't come natural to me. And then once I finally embraced that, okay, this is where I'm, this is what I am. This is where my parents are from. This is where my history is. Things just started happening. And it's funny how once you let go of all these things that you're not and let your true self kind of start growing, <laughs> I feel like the universe listens and it sounds super cheesy, but it's so true. Then you have things like REI coming out and saying, hey, we want you as part of our campaign. Or you have other companies that say, I see that and I, I really want to work with you. So I think what's really important is to just figure out who it is that is your true self and really let that express itself. Like, I love that. So what's kind of the legacy you want to leave behind in starting this organization? Like if everything was a green light and you got your wish on everything that happened, <laughs> you know, what would it look like in like five years? Uh, I would love for the organization to be fully youth led. I would love for the adults that are involved in there to serve as support people, support staff, and for the youth and kids to be able to dictate on 
where they go and what they do and what they're learning and the way that they're learning it. I I don't think we put enough emphasis on the voices of our youth and kids. And I'd really, really love to see that be highlighted. The youth should definitely lead. And speaking of, not only is Karen going to the University of California in San Luis Obispo next year to study recreation, parks, and tourism administration, go Karen, but before I forget, you can learn more about what they're doing and get involved at vamosafuera.org. That's vamos, V-A-M-O-S-A-F-U-E-R-A.org. And you know, Karen, any advice to others, others who want to help, or maybe they just don't have enough money to do it? Any advice? You know, the, there's a saying um, in Spanish, it's called si se puede, right? Yes, we can. Si se puede, right? Right? Si se puede. Yes, of course. But my friend actually told me this last part. He's like, but we always forget to say, but do it. Pues hazlo. Right? Can you say that full sentence in Spanish? I love it. Oh, si se puede. Pero hazlo. But do it. I love that. And hopefully some outdoor companies listening will help donate to your cause. And speaking of, you know, this is a show where we like to talk about gear. So, any gear essentials you take on your trips? Ooh, that I love bandanas. Bandanas are so awesome. Well, they're awesome, but they're also multi-use items, right? Yeah. They are good for when your nose is runny, but they also look really cute on your neck. If you're cold or if you're hot, you can dip them in some cold water. I love bandanas. Big fan of bandanas. And they're not very expensive, too, so... You can use them as a tourniquet to filter water and all sorts of things. You know, there's a couple of other groups doing some really cool things with different communities in the outdoors. Were you connected with Latino outdoors? Yeah, it's funny story, but the founder of Latino Outdoors, Jose Gonzalez, is actually my friend because uh, about five years ago, we were both working for the same outdoor education company. This is before both of us knew that we would go on to find our own uh, nonprofits. And we had this one quick email exchange where he didn't know what Latino Outdoors would be. And I didn't know what Get Out, Stay Out would be. But I knew that I wanted to work with kids and the outdoors. And he knew that he wanted to connect uh, the Latino community to the outdoors. And now five years later, here we are. (laughs) And we have crossed paths and hang out all the time. So, yeah, that's another awesome awesome organization to check out they lead hikes for adults and they have quite a few groups all over the u.s any other like great organizations that we should check out that are similar absolutely um my friend summer runs fat girls hiking that's a really cool group i believe they're based out of oregon portland oregon and she is amazing and in her own way doing the same thing with the word fat as I am with chola. Um, She believes in using it and using it bluntly and just taking that stigma away from the word fat. Um, Also, Unlikely Hikers run by Jenny Brusso on Instagram. They're super cool. Melanin Base Camp. I'm I'm name dropping all the names. (laughs) We want to know where to find these people. Yeah. uh, Melanin Base Camp on Instagram. 
she danielle williams is uh the founder of that instagram page and she is all about representation and storytelling and getting different narratives from people of color in the outdoors my friend mikey runs brown environmentalist and that is a media collective based out of oakland and he has some really beautiful pictures and it's currently running the campaign been outside where it tells the stories of people of color and the way that they have been involved outside and like I said not in the traditional sense but I mean not in the like formal way but in their own. Thank you Karen I really appreciate it. I'm going to chat with Adriana from Latinx Hikers now. So tell me where you grew up. I grew up in Tennessee and my mom is from Tennessee and my dad is from Mexico. So I grew up in a biracial family uh, and we are also Mormon. So I grew up kind of going to church and being religious and um, I was, I grew up around Boy Scouts and I, that was something that I kind of aspired to be all the time. So I, my family just so happened to just love the outdoors. It was something that they valued and it was something that their parents had valued and something that my dad brought over from Mexico Um, because he grew up in a mountainous region in central Mexico. So being in the mountains, being on the farm, being outdoors was something that was very important to him, as well as my mom. So that kind of got imparted onto me and my brothers and something that I've taken into my adult life as well. So let's jump forward. Now you have Latinx. Can you just like tell me how you've gone from your background to starting this movement, Latinx, and what it is? Yeah, of course. Uh, so my my background is a little mixed up, right? So I never really felt like I belonged. So I guess I wanted to create, as an adult, I wanted to create a community for myself. So I joined together with my friend, Luz, Luz Latuma. She's the other co-founder. And we decided that this was something that was needed. And we so we created it. Basically, the story is that we went on a a, tri- a backpacking trip to Havasupai Reservation in Arizona and to Zion National Park last summer. And we went with a big group of friends and we we get there and we do the 12 mile, the 11, 12 mile backpack in. And as soon as we get there to the wa- like the beautiful waterfall that you've probably seen, everyone's seen all over social media, we look around and everyone looks like us. And we get super excited because being from Georgia or like being, you know, growing up in the South, we did not, we don't see that here. When we go out hiking, when we go out uh, to the trails, we don't really see a lot of diversity. So we get super excited. And then fast forward to, to Zion after we backpack out, it's the same situation. We get, we get to the national park and, we, and we're doing the Narrows hike and we notice it's like super diverse. So me and Luther are just like, oh my God, like we have to do something about this. There's, there are people of color out here hiking and going on these outdoor adventures but they're not being represented in the media or in outdoor, like outdoor communities. So we need to be a part of trying to bring more representation for Latinx. 
so we that's why we created Latinx Hikers. So Latinx Hikers is right now a social media movement to bring representation of people of Latin descent or different of like all diversity to the outdoors. Yes, absolutely. Okay, and Latinx, the name, not Latinos, Latinas. Correct. <laughs> so for those that don't know what Latinx is, it's a gender-neutral way of describing people of Latin American descent. The best way that we've heard it explained is if you have a table full of women, you call them Latinas. The minute a man comes to sit at the table, the gender transitions over to Latinos. So now we they've kind of coined the term that, uh, so we use Latinx instead of having, you know, Latino or Latina. But you've also told me that X is sort of representing this new generation. Yes. And that's one thing that me and Luz talk about a lot is we think that Latinx, it also represents the new generation of Latinx who grew up in the United States. So not like my parents or her parents, you know, our ancestors. So we grew up listening to like indie rock music as well as cumbia. Uh, some of us don't speak Spanish like myself. Some of us don't know how to dance salsa or merengue or cumbia. So we're kind of a different generation. We kind of have taken the traditions of like my parents and ancestors and kind of merged them with our new world values and beliefs. I love that. You know, maybe it's because I just picked up an outside magazine, but the cover is an African-American woman, and the whole issue is dedicated to people of color in the outdoors. So mm -hmm. do you see it changing? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do see it changing very rapidly, but I think that there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Okay, so what are you doing? So you're curating content on Instagram. What else are you guys doing? One thing that we started doing as of eight, at the beginning of April is we started having hiking meetups. We had our first hiking meetup uh, this the beginning of April at Sweetwater Creek State Park in Atlanta, Georgia. So we just are basically trying to get people offline, not just on the internet, but offline and create more of a community here in our local area. And you've quit your job to do this. So... You were an accountant and now this is your, this is your gig. Yes. <laughs> yes. So as of the end of January, I quit my accounting job at a CPA firm and just started putting all my energy into Latinx hikers. How do you do it? Like monetarily? Barely making it by, but I do Uber and Lyft on the side. I love that. I appreciate that honesty. And it's really cool where we live in a gig economy and you can, you can be an Uber driver and a Lyft driver on the side and make your movement or nonprofit or whatever it is you're doing that you feel you need to do right now work. So thank you, Adriana. I think that's very cool. There's a guy who runs One Wave is All It Takes and he told me he's, he's been doing Uber in Australia and he's able to make money that way and support his nonprofit. So that's pretty cool. Thank you. Any advice to, to people who don't think they look like they belong in the outdoors? Any advice on getting them in the outdoors? And then conversely, like, how do we get more people of diversity outdoors? I would say that definitely utilize the heck out of social media. Uh, it's super accessible to everybody. And 
we've seen that we're able to reach a lot of people just having an Instagram and that's not, we haven't even started a Facebook or blog or anything yet. So just getting on social media, checking out what other people are doing that are like-minded that are doing things that you want to do. So if you're into hiking or you want, you're aspiring, you know, you've never gone out hiking before you go and start looking on Instagram for all of those people that are out there hiking. You can find someone that looks like you and that will make you feel like if they can do it, then you can do it. So I would definitely just say that social media can go a long way and it can be really positive. Any stories of people you've impacted so far through Latinx? More recently, I had someone that reached out to me that um, had read one of my posts and was very kind of inspired um, because of my story of being biracial and having the struggles with identity and not being able to kind of find my way or where I belong. And she basically said, you know, I've struggled with this all of my life and it really helps me to understand my identity when I see that other biracial Latinas are claiming their Latinaness. So not only am I able to, like, I feel like we're able to help inspire people Latinx to get out in, into the outdoor world. We're actually hope, helping people kind of understand themselves a little bit more, which is awesome to me. Storytelling is powerful. I agree. People out there listening, tell your stories. There's someone out there who can relate. You're not alone. So really quickly, I saw an Instagram post. I don't know if it's you or your partner, but you have really short hair. Like you shaved it off. (laughs) That's me. Holy cow. (laughs) Like I know what I would look like with a shaved head and it'd be, it wouldn't be pretty. You look great. So maybe talk to me about that really quickly. Well, thank you, first of all. Uh, I've had long hair since I was eight years old, almost down to my butt. And I've always been very athletic and like kind of, I guess you you could say tomboyish. And I grew up with brothers. So one day I told my mom, like, hey, I want to shave to a bowl cut because I was just like, I want to be, I want to like belong, you know, out there with the boys. So fast forward, you know, 22 years later and I'm 30 years old and I kind of, I wake up one morning and I'm just like, I want to shave my hair. I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of keeping up with all this hair and I kind of just want a new fresh start. And how do you feel? Amazing. Liberated. I feel, I feel more confident than I've ever felt. What did your boyfriend say when you cut your hair? It's funny because I called him the day that I was going to do it. And I said, hey, like, I'm I'm going to shave my head. And he goes, do it. Love it. I was like, all right. <laughs> Thank you for the support. He was like, yeah. He's like, if anybody can pull it off, it's you. So do it. Johnny, if you're listening, I'm shaving off my hair. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but that is epic. I love that you're doing that. So tell me quickly, where can we find about Latinx and what other organizations can we start looking into if, you know, we want to look into diversity in the outdoors? One really great site that you can look at is diversifyoutdoors.com. It's a coalition of 
social media influencers similar to us. And they're out there promoting the same mission that we are. So you can go on there and find meetups in your area, whatever you're looking for, you can find. So we're actually working on our website right now, latinxhikers.com. So you can check back in when we get that up and going and then always at Latinx Hikers on Instagram. Cool. And Latinx Hikers on Instagram, where do you want to see this organization in five years? We want to continue really working on getting our community built up here in the Southeast region. We, re- we really feel like there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of representation, especially here in the South. Yeah. So we really want to focus it on the South and then hopefully expand out to more areas, you know, in bigger cities that, um, that have the need for it. So really quickly, you know, if you could go back and tell 15 year old Adriana, one piece of advice, you were confused and rebelling like lots of 15 year olds. What would you tell her? I would say that you are valuable and your ideas and your dreams matter and to not be afraid to let people in Mm. and to share your stories. Thank you to Adriana. Thank you to Karen Ramos. Thank you to Luz. Thank you to the brands and media outlets like REI who are changing how we view who plays outside. There's also a guy who founded the Joy Trip Project. James Edward Mills, your work is paying off. The outdoors is for everyone. Nature does not judge. For more on Adriana and Karen, check out Latinx Hikers and Get Out, Stay Out on Instagram. They also have websites. You can get involved and take action. Ladies, thank you for doing what you do. If you like this show, tell a friend and subscribe to this show for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you are listening. Thank you. I love telling stories of people doing good things in the world. Wherever you are, thank you again for listening. Don't forget, some of the best adventures often happen when you follow your wildest ideas. We'll see you next week for a great show. Thank you.